Florida State has an advantage over every team in all of college football next season. Last year, the Knowles returned the 11th most production in all of college football, and you saw how big of a difference that made in 2022. This helped in two massive areas, and it's going to help Florida State a ton in those same two areas this year. Number one, the continuity of the team. Guys knowing their responsibilities. The offensive line being able to work together and understand what their strengths and weaknesses were. Running backs and wide receivers being able to know Jordan Travis's timing and what they expected out of that offense. The defense knowing where to pick guys up and be able to stunt and rush in different lanes. Know who had their back and know where they were covered. All of that is so huge. Knowing the responsibilities and understanding how to play with your teammates was massive for the Knowles last year. Number two, it's understanding of the system. Norvell's offense obviously took another leap net last year. And it's not just because guys developed and guys grew. That was a huge part of it. Jordan Travis's growth, the growth of other guys on the offense was massive. Getting in some playmakers uh, like Trey Benson and Johnny Wilson and Micah Pittman, all of that huge. But a returning level of production, a returning level of guys understanding what Norvell's trying to do was also really, really big for the Knowles. That should take another step forward this year. Fuller's defense continued to improve. You've had guys in that defense for years and years and years now, and they understand what they're doing. I know that defense has a long way to go. I know that Florida State fans are upset with the defense at times, but continuity there has been massive. You would expect to see that take another step forward with Florida State's defense bringing back just about everybody. Again, the only piece they're not bringing back from that pretty talented defense is Jamie Robinson in that secondary. Obviously, you're not going to have Robert Cooper up front. They've mitigated those losses, and I think they've done a good job of replacing those guys with a lot of production that's already been there. Some key guys coming in through the portal. We'll see how well they adjust, but that returning production is huge. In 2023, Florida State returns 87% of their production. Bill Connolly's latest ranking article just came out, and he states that. He actually starts that article with a pretty cool quote and a pretty fun line that says, brace yourselves, we're going to be talking about the Knowles quite a bit in 2023. Pretty exciting to see that love and that attention, that hype already being built by ESPN. 87% production returning for FSU, that's number one in the entire country for 2023. From 11th, number one, now this year. FSU returns more production than Clemson, UGA, Bama, Ohio State, anyone on the schedule, anyone on the state, and anyone in the country. What's that do for the team? We're going to talk about it just as soon as we talk about our friends over at Gramco. You can go to thegramco.com right now. If you haven't tried their product yet, I've got a great deal for you. You can go to thegramco.com right now. Go to the gummies. It's on the edibles. Go scroll down and find the four pack of gummies. It's eight bucks. If you use code TJ25 at checkout, you'll get it for $6 out the door. $6 to try this product. If you don't like it, you're out a cup of coffee. If you do like it, you've sampled it, you've had a little bit, you can try it and you can try other of their products going forward. We had a lot of people messaging us and asking for different samples or just wanted to try things without investing in a full box or a full package of their products. So here's your chance to do that. Six bucks, try their gummies out. Use code TJ25 at checkout. See if you like them and then go ahead and order more because I guarantee you're going to like them. Four different flavors. They've got blue raspberry, tropical fruit punch. Um, they've got watermelon and sour green apple. You're going to like them. Check them out, thegramco.com. Back to returning production. This gives FSU a serious leg up and it's going to be vital for them to take advantage of it. Here's why. 
everybody across the nation has to figure out how to play with each other and play with the new teammates that they've got, whether that's guys from the portal or whether that's different parts of their offense or defense that's stepping up and new or whatever the situation is. Teams have to figure it out. The learning curve, in theory, should be less for Florida State than anyone else in the nation due to the returning production they bring back. FSU's schedule is tougher than anyone else's in the country when you look at September. I don't care what any SEC fan or what anybody else in the country has to say about that. Florida State is going to play a top 10 team in LSU and then a top 10, maybe five team in Clemson within two or three, four weeks. That month of September is going to be brutal for the Knowles. They also play a BC team that returns a lot of talent on the road. I know BC wasn't great this year, but they do return a lot of production. We'll talk about in a minute. And their Southern Miss game that they play earlier in the year is on a short week because they play LSU on Sunday night. Here's why this is a big advantage for the Knowles. They're getting two top 10 teams early in the year, and the Knowles return more production than both of those teams. Now, those teams didn't return a little bit of production. They, they did pretty well. They're both in the 30s. We'll get to those numbers in just a minute. But I think the Knowles getting both of those teams early before they've had a full season to kind of figure things out is a huge benefit for FSU. Here's where all that returning production makes a difference. Florida State has to get off to a quick start this year. Uh, the season is either going to be a good season because they win 9 or 10 games, or it's going to be a great to elite season because they win 11 or 12. Being able to trot a veteran quarterback out there when Clemson will be starting a very young and inexperienced QB against a team that brings you back just less production than you is going to be big for FSU. Teams take time to gel together, and Florida State having their toughest two games early when they should be able to find their rhythm a little bit earlier is going to be big for the Knowles. It doesn't guarantee wins. Florida State's not automatically going to beat LSU or Clemson because they bring back more production, but it should give them an advantage in those early games. Again, you play a team like Pittsburgh who doesn't return as much production, but you play them in week 11 after they've had nearly three months to figure it out, that returning production, that lack thereof, probably matters less. And so getting Clemson early, no matter what you thought about that when the ACC put the schedule out, is probably a good thing for the Knowles. The Knowles need to get off to a hot start. And the fact that they can do that with a lot of returning production should be pretty big for them. What about FSU's opponents? Let's take a look. What about FSU's opponents? Let's quickly take a look at all 12 teams. We've talked about LSU and Clemson. Again, the games at the beginning of the year probably matter a little bit more for this. But I do think the production that UF brings back matters because we want to keep an eye on what they're doing early in the year when they play teams like Utah and Tennessee and Kentucky. That said, we're going to look at all 12 of them. LSU brings back 71% of their production from last year. That's 32nd in the FBS. I think that's big for the Knowles. You got them last year as a brand new program and Brian Kelly had just taken them over. I think it's big for the Knowles to get them with about a third of their team brand new and not having played together. Again, is it the difference in winning or losing? I'm not sure. I think that you do like the advantage, though. You like having that where it is. Southern Miss, probably a game that not a lot of FSU fans are super worried about. But if you wanted to maybe ease even a few more worries, they're bringing back about a little over half of their roster. So I think that that's a good thing for the Knowles as well. You're playing this game on a short week. Southern Miss certainly shouldn't be a team that gives the Knowles a lot of trouble. But because you're playing on a short week, you like that this isn't a super veteran team that's been playing together for three or four years. 
This is one of the teams that, this is the team that actually brings back the most returning production that the Knolls play all year. And it's probably a trap game looking at that Clemson game the week after. Uh, having BC bring back almost 80% of their returning production is huge. I think the Knolls have to very much take this game seriously. It's on the road in Boston with a huge matchup. Biggest game of the year, Clemson the weekend after. It's a pretty productive team that's coming back to play against the Knolls in week three. Something to just keep an eye on. No excuses for the Knolls to lose this game, but something that I think we should monitor. Clemson, obviously the biggest game of the year. They're number 36 in the FBS, bringing back about 70% of their production from last year. This would be big. The big problem or the big question mark is the fact that the quarterback is not part of that 69%. And they're going to have a young quarterback in there who has a ton of talent, but are they able to get past the Knolls who bring back a ton of talent their own? I think that's a big one, that Clemson game there. 38th in the FBS, just behind Clemson, is Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech brings back a lot of talent. And they weren't a good team last year by any stretch of the imagination. But they're bringing back a lot of returning guys. And I think that that's something that Florida State fans need to be aware of and need to kind of watch out for. Virginia Tech is a, guy, is a team that has a lot of guys that played last year. A lot of confidence. I still think FSU should win that. don't really think that that's one that should worry FSU fans but it is something, again, to keep an eye out for, just how much protection they are truly bringing back. A couple that are very similar here, Syracuse, the week after, 24th in the FBS with 73% returning. Again, they're bringing a lot of guys back. Florida State really did have a pretty wide gap between Syracuse and themselves last year. I don't think this will be a massive problem, but Syracuse does bring a lot of guys back. And then Duke brings a lot of guys back, a team that won eight or nine games last year, a team that I think is kind of on the rise. I like what Elko's doing. They bring back the 33rd most production in the FBS. More than 70% of their team is back again this year. And though I think Florida State's much better, it's interesting to see that Duke should have a pretty good year again this year, bringing back a lot of that core from the team that was very, very successful last season. Here as you get into late October, I, I think these last five games probably matter less, but I do think they are pretty interesting to look at. Wake Forest should be having a very down year this year. I don't believe that they're going to present much of a challenge to FSU or really anyone in the country. They lost nearly half their team, obviously losing Hartman, their quarterback, and then just a ton of other veteran guys off of that roster. I really think the Knowles will be in great shape here, playing a pretty beaten up. This is, this is more of your traditional Wake Forest team that we haven't seen over the last couple of years. Wake's had a nice little run. That run is now over. This one was interesting to me. We look at Pittsburgh as a really well-coached and a really um, hard-nosed, tough, competitive team. But they don't bring back anybody this year. Again, this is the lowest uh, remaining production that Florida State faces this year at 51%. Now, the good news for Pittsburgh is that that's all the way in November. And so they will have had 10 weeks to figure their team out. They'll either be a good team or they'll be an absolute dumpster fire. But I do think that looking at Pittsburgh this far out, you'd have to say that the Knolls have a sizable advantage because of how little production Pittsburgh brings back. Again, the least on the schedule. And Florida State probably doesn't want to have to go play Pittsburgh in that super cold weather. But I do think the fact that Florida State brings back a ton of talent and Pittsburgh barely returns any is really big for the Knowles. Here's one that's fun. It's a rivalry, of course. Miami brings back a lot of production. Now, that production wasn't very good last year. And so maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's not. Again, you're playing this game in mid-November where Miami will, again, either have it figured out or be a complete dumpster fire. But Miami brings back about two-thirds of their production. And I think that we'll see kind of how they play down the stretch and what that looks like in November. North Alabama is an FCS opponent, so they weren't listed. Don't know if that's a game that really should concern Knowles fans too much. 
I think the Noles will win that by 50 if they want to. And then the final game of the year. Again, this is probably the one that matters the least, but Florida does not bring very much production back at all. They have the second lowest uh, after Pittsburgh. 54% of their returning production is back, 107th in the FBS. And I think that Florida is a team that you probably keep an eye on this year as they've got some tough games early at Utah, against Tennessee, at Kentucky. And if Florida doesn't figure it out quickly and if they don't figure out how to gel together as a team, they could struggle. And it may not have a big impact on the Florida State game because I do think that they'll have their offense and their defense kind of figured out by the 12th game of the year. But they could get in a hole early and then you start to wonder, does that team just quit? And do they even have the fight down the stretch? They could lose those early games against Utah, Tennessee, Kentucky if they don't have that returning production and they don't gel early. If they lose those and then they drop the games we know they're going to lose, like LSU and Georgia, do they even have any fight left when they see the Knowles come to Gainesville early or late in the year? I'm not sure, but we'll find out later on. I think that looking at each team is interesting, and I think this is huge when you consider the two tough games to start the year, Clemson and LSU. This season is either going to be a good season or a great season, and that's going to be determined based on what happens in September. It's big for FSU to get LSU, a team that's replacing 30% of their production, in week one. What's interesting about that is that when you really break down the offense and defense, LSU returns about 81% of their offensive production. That's number 10 in the country when you're looking at just offense. They return 60% of their defensive production. That's 72nd in the country, less than halfway up the chart of 133 FBS teams. I think that's big for the Knowles. FSU's offense has been really, really, really lights out and really good over the last several weeks of the season. LSU's defense, maybe having to figure things out in week one, could spell trouble for that Tiger team. You may see the Knowles try and run it up there and really get that offense into high gear uh, in Orlando. It's also big for Florida State. When we talk about the two big games of the year, they're getting Clemson, who also has to replace about 30% of their production. It's a little bit different for Clemson. They returned 64% of their offense. We mentioned the quarterback being gone. That's a huge piece of it. That's 73rd in the country. Now, the defense is still really good. They replaced 75% of that, good for 23rd. But I think that for the Knowles, getting to play Clemson with a down offense, an offense that hasn't figured it out just yet, is probably just the prescription that the Knowles need. I think that Florida State's offense is going to be good enough to score on Clemson. They were good enough to score on Clemson last year if it wasn't for turnovers and untimely mistakes. But the Clemson offense may be down just a little bit, and that may be the advantage that the Knowles need. I like that LSU's defense is the one returning not as much production. I like that Clemson's offense is the one that's not returning as much production. Mike Norvell's team's offense was rolling to finish the year. Seven straight 200-yard games. Uh, the defense was doing some good things in the second half of the season, but they certainly need to start off the year hot because they'll be going up against two really good teams early. We saw what facing a new team earlier in the year did for FSU against LSU last year. It won't be that big of a gap this year, but the Knowles still have an advantage. Clemson isn't tested before they play us. I don't buy the fact that Duke is a test for them early. I'd love to be old takes exposed and Clemson to drop that. But I don't believe that that is going to be a serious test for them. I think Clemson rolls there. Can the Knowles use this advantage of more returning production to get two massive wins in September? This week, FSU locked up the best coach in the state for most of the current decade. If you want to know more about that, you can click here. If you want to laugh at our rivals, you can click either one of these two videos.